is Christmas time. And uh, yeah, we've got Christmas music playing and it's Pastors of the Roundtable, the discipleship podcast of Monroe Missionary Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us today. Guys, how are you doing today? Doing good. Like, listen, you just want to play this music all during the whole thing? That's background music. That's just background? <laughs> we listen to Christmas music a lot. You do? Yeah, we do in the car this time of year, At for home? sure. Aubrey's big on it, and so we do, me and her. So you and Aubrey listen just to music Aubrey. in the car? We. We're big on yeah. it, me and Aubrey. Our well, family. I'm always the one driving, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. the rule in your car? Whoever's driving has control of no, the radio. No, Aubrey has control of the radio oh, at all times. At all she times. hooks her phone up to our stuff, and it always attaches, you know? <laughs> priority to her. Yeah, oh, that's it's priority to her. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, so uh, we're here today to continue our Are discussion. we going to listen to the song the whole time, or? We can't. No, I don't want to. It's kind of like it's in the background, like I mean, we're having we're a conversation. We're inevitably going to hear a commercial. Yeah, pretty yeah. soon it'll be all a right. commercial. <laughs> all right, I'll just keep pulling it slowly down, fading out. and uh, yeah. Very smooth and professional. That was wow. good, Spencer. Wow. We're just, that's who we are. Um, now are we going to do an out, outro? Yeah, I need can. to find, find another song. Find a different song. one if you want. That's what no. he's going to be doing the whole podcast. He's going to be <laughs> <laughs> he's looking for Don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you need to do? Find that really annoying uh, Paul McCartney song. No, that is the worst. I hate that Christmas song or the Africa one. Oh yeah, what's that? Snowing in Africa or something? Do that one. I don't think I've ever heard that. You have. have. You've heard it. I I didn't know I had heard it either, but you've heard it in the mall or wherever you know. Like they play it overhead at places. Huh? Yeah, that is one thing too. Like when I was working at Home Depot, you know, you hear all the Christmas music playing. Yeah. All the time, whenever you work there. Does a place like that have its own station? I've often wondered. They don't mm-hmm. just play a radio station. No, they, they just probably have a cycle of songs. Yeah. You know, like Walmart, they play and they've got supposed, like they say they've got their, you know, you hear some DJ come on. Have you ever been there in Walmart? And they play music and they've got like a DJ that'll come oh, on really? and talk some. Uh-uh. I usually don't pay that good of attention, I guess. <laughs> No. It's <laughs> just so focused on the products. He's just. Are you talking about the person that says, We found little Johnny? No, here. not that. Service. Not that. No. They'll be like, Hey, you know, it's. Uh, yeah. No, no, not the overhead. My dad did that, though. Like, we would at, at Walmart, like, we couldn't find my mom. He would go up front and just see, pay I could, I could see Walmart. I've done that too before. It made my mom really mad. Yeah. Uh, I could see Walmart having their own, like, Sirius XM station. Yeah. That they play. Yeah. And that could be. That yeah, could be it. Mm-hmm. it would be something like that. Probably Walmart's big enough to own something like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's probably all based out of Arkansas. Okay, so we're continuing our walk through uh, some of these things that were talked about in the uh, state of theology uh, discussion survey they they took, um, trying to get a theological temperature of the U.S. We've walked through a few different topics. I think the last time we recorded this was this just me and you, Scott? I think so. And so it was, that was a really powerful couple of episodes <laughs> um, right there. I'm sure it was. It was really powerful. And I, by the way, I heard whenever I was listening a little bit to um, the discussion on the sermon for the week I was gone, and you made a comment, Tim, about my sermon that it probably wasn't worth reviewing. Did you hear me say that? Yes, I heard you. I heard that come from your lips. You heard it. Yes. You listened to it. I listened to the very beginning of that. And I was like, and I, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't believe you. I don't I believe you listened, I listened to, it. to it. I listened to it. 
But then you, you turned it off. You yeah. said you listened to the very beginning. I listened to the very end. Did somebody tell you to listen to it? Because then Scott Hold defended me. Did somebody me. tell you to listen to it? No. No one privyed you nope. to that? Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. So and you were our one download for that, that episode? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't upload that episode. <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't remember what I said. No, yeah. I said that, but then we said he got it so perfect that you guys didn't no, have I to think do Scott it. That's how said, it ended. I think Scott said it's awkward whenever it's just two people talking about your sermon, <laughs> and that is true. So, uh, okay. So uh, this the next thing we're going to talk today is, is the question, is Jesus God? And I guess this is kind of appropriate as we're talking about um, the Christmas season. Kind of appropriate. Kind of appropriate. (laughs) uh, Talking about the incarnation, um, all of that stuff. Uh, um, So, and this is interesting. So they had a statement, agree or disagree. And this is the statement. Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. Now, according to this survey, um, in 2020, 30% of evangelicals agreed with that statement that Jesus was a great teacher, but he's not God. Um, the most recent survey they took was up to 43% of people agreeing with this statement. Jesus is a good teacher, great teacher, but he's not God. What do you think about that? I mean, 43% I mean, COVID of this re- survey. COVID really did a number on some of those evangelicals. <laughs> I mean, it's up by 13%. <laughs> that seems a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is done by Lifeway. This is a Lifeway certified, SBC certified survey. And and Ligonier. And Ligonier. Yeah. I I would wonder what caused that. That's a big percentage of people that went up. From 30% to 43%, Mm -hmm. that's that's a big increase. In two years. Yeah, in two years. So it's not like a whole new generation has come, and now this generation seems to be denying this. It's just... Two years later, people changed their mind. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Anyways, either way, there is a percentage of people, and that's disturbing. This is either way that yeah, it's it's for people who say they are U.S. evangelicals. Yes, that is a a really big number. <laughs> I mean, even even a smaller number than this would be a too big of a number. Um. Scott is our you know, like every one of the things I love about Scott is like every single you know like whenever you watch political season they go they have like commentators but then they've got the guy who does the deep dive into the stats and like clicks the map <laughs> like and says this county right here yeah, look yeah. look yeah, let's yeah. see 90% of the vote is in look right here mm-hmm. this is and that's what Scott's doing right now he's doing a deep dive into the statistics Scott what are you finding see now you're making me do it he's ordering Jimmy John's yeah I'm no about lunch <laughs> are you really no okay okay, okay. <laughs> Who has the best good, baloney in Monroe? Uh, uh, 13, 8 on 9 from the Lake Erie Bridge. Hey, we have been there. Ooh, that's, that a good, good. that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, Scott, what are you finding? On the <laughs> you got to give me time. Well, <laughs> well, you guys had answered this question before, of like, because uh, it might have been the first episode or second on this when we were talking about what is an evangelical according to what they say. Correct. Because it's not surprising to me that people who label themselves Christians would say this. Because we have a lot of people labeling themselves Christians, and they have some wacky beliefs. Yeah. Um, and so, again, how did they take the poll? Where was it at? Was this nationwide? Was it specific to a general area? Did you poll the same people? Like, <laughs> I'm assuming so. You know, of the 100 people you polled 30% two years ago said they agree with this. Now the same 100, all of a sudden, now mm-hmm. 43%. Yeah. 
Um, which I'm sure that's not the case. It wasn't the same people that they pulled, but uh, sure. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just did the same thing I've done for most of these questions and there's two different sections where you can select evangelical on the data finder and explore of under beliefs, but also under affiliation. And so I'm, that's like to a person's denomination. And by default, affiliation is always selected to all. So it includes uh, the, its categories are black Protestant, evangelical, mainline, Roman Catholic, and other. So if you have all selected, it's actually only 25%. Or no, it's that's when it's like the 30 or... 43. The 43%. Okay. But if you deselect all and you only select the evangelical, it drops back down to 25%. Which is still... Which is still... One out of four problem. people are Aryans who identify as, <laughs> yeah. as evangelical. And that's people that would say they're not, they're not a part of an evangelical denomination, but they would specifically say, I am... And is the Jehovah's Witness considered evangelical? I don't know, but I thought this was interesting because you would think that if you selected Roman Catholic, it would be much, much less. But it's actually over fifty percent. Wait, of, what? Over like so? I I went away from under affiliation. Uh-huh. I deselected evangelical and only selected Roman Catholic responses, which um, it says filtered respondents was ninety nine. Respondents. So, of ninety-nine people who responded to this survey that were affiliated with Roman Catholicism, over fifty percent mm-hmm. believe Jesus that Jesus God. was a great teacher, but he was not God. That seems much that, more surprising than that. Actually. Is crazy. I mean, I guess is affiliated is the hard word. Is what does that mean to be affiliated? Well, part, yeah. part of it too that you go to a church. Sad to me is only ninety-nine Roman Catholics. They did this huge survey on. 99 were they all in the senate (laughs) (laughs) well they 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 um they they did a lot of people it could have been that a lot of uh the people like so all u.s adult respondents was 3011 i know i just and i know there's uh uh, formulas for these types of things i I know I've, i've been in that class before and forgotten it but I just think if if I was a Roman Catholic and they were going to label on us as Roman Catholics, half of you Roman Catholics don't even think Jesus was God. I'd be like, well, how many people did you ask? Well, we asked ninety nine. Yeah, we asked be like, people. What? Yeah, <laughs> you got to ask a lot more than yeah. that. The the even if you only select the evangelical affiliated, it only include it includes three hundred and seventy seven. So a larger population, but still pretty small. Still pretty small. I when mean, you consider. That'd be like you know, saying, hey, come uh, interview Monroe Missionary Baptist Church, and we represent all of evangelicalism. On Sunday morning, yeah, sure. Which isn't true. sure, yeah. No, I think I think overall, um, it highlights the uh, my further conviction that the U the term evangelical is really not helpful. Um, in a lot of ways, it's it's a uh, voting term, it's, it's a political term, not really even a true descriptor of religion. Um, and but on the other hand. I'm somewhat not, I wouldn't, you know, you, I wouldn't be too, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm maybe too cynical, but I wouldn't be so cynical to say that there's a large number of U.S. evangelicals that would, that would go along with this statement just because I think that term is just so, uh, is just so vague anyway now. Yeah, I think when um, you say it that way, I mean, if you were going to say, we have polled people who are faithful church members to an evangelical church, right? They attend, they give, they're involved. I... <coughs> 
I would tend to think the number would probably be a little lower than this. But when you just use, like you're saying, that broad term mm-hmm. of evangelical, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's some crazy uh, beliefs out there. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to find uh, probably because the, uh, the, as they say, the state of theology, the state of understanding what the scriptures teach or even what you're saying you're supposed to believe is so low <laughs> that um, something so basic as this question, is Jesus God, um, that theoretically, well, not even theoretically, it should uh, unite together Roman Catholics, Protestants, Eastern Orthodox. We should all be able to agree that, yes, Jesus is true God and true man. Mm-hmm. We should all be able to, despite all of our divisions, um, but the fact that there is a high number of people in evangelical churches of various stripes. Um, and I think also this is helpful, too, because oftentimes we, our, we, our world is quite limited. Um, so, for, you know, our, our world that we work in is uh, our local church, our, our local association, our local denomination, or people that we know of. But the evangelical world, as a, that, that category encompasses a lot of other people, too. Um, that that we don't even come into contact with um, that are not even uh, conservative evangelicals. They're just evangelicals. And so um, I guess it just reminds us that the things that we take for granted that people in our churches or people that come to our church, we're supposed to assume they believe not necessarily true. Yeah. I guess if you were a modalist, you might answer this question saying yes, because you would say, I don't think he was God at the moment. Well, he was, yeah. yeah he, I mean, I don't know. Some modalists might say, no, I still think he was God. But I think some would say, no, he took that hat off and came here as a as a man. There might even be some, because I've heard this, you know, I've heard, I've heard this, people that I've known, of saying like, well, he didn't have the full divinity, you know, and then they start yeah. to talk that, talk through that, yeah. some things. Right. Uh, so maybe they would answer yes. I don't know. I think those people would still say he was God, but they they might say it a little bit right. different at times. I don't know. I mean, I I know of a of a of an instance at least once where yeah, there was somebody that was in the church, and this is in a a church that would um, I think broadly identify themselves as conservative, but they had somebody in their church who didn't believe in the Trinity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you. I I guess there's thing. What I'm trying to say is they probably assumed everybody here is on board with this just because this is who we are. Um, but this guy didn't. And so I guess it just, it just highlights um, that. I think we just have to be aware that there's people that are in our evangelical pews or in churches. And honestly though, that also highlights the fact of what is being taught in, in many, not saying our church, but I'm saying other churches that say they're evangelical. That message doesn't require a divine Christ. You know what the reality is? Is it, it, the 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 reason why you need Jesus Christ to be God is because you need the God Man to save you from your sins. We need Him to be man because we need a man to take our place. But we need Him also to be God so that He can bear up underneath the the infinite wrath of God, because only God can bear up in God's infinite wrath. So we need the God Man to save us from our sins. But if that message isn't being preached, then and all I'm getting is good principles or truths or comforting therapeutic words, 
I don't need a divine. I need a good teacher. Yeah. I don't really need. Now, I'm not saying that everybody denies Jesus's divinity, but it's not as necessary. Right. If the problem isn't sin and we need a God man to redeem us. And I think that is sadly church, U.S. evangelical churches that call themselves Mm -hmm. evangelicals, they've abandoned the doctrine of sin, the doctrine of the gospel and the necessity of atonement. So it doesn't really matter. What's the difference? Yeah. What you need is a good coach and yeah, a great teacher. He's kind of, yeah, he's a good coach, you know, to come alongside and bring out your full potential Yeah, of what you really Mm -hmm. can be, right? Right. What you really can achieve. And you do hear that. You hear those sermons for sure. It does. It's not hard to find those, those messages. Uh, You can find them pretty easily, but yeah, you're right. If, if that's all I really need, I, I don't need a divine Right. I need a divine one. I have something within me that's special, and I just need someone to bring that out of me right. uh, and get it out of me. And and uh, what Jesus did is a good base and example for me to know yes. how to how to get it out of me. And there's some platitudes there of God wants to bless you, God wants to do this, right? Mm-hmm. I, I might hear those things, and but it's still about me, about my uh, uh, a center focus on on me and my problem. Really, is me getting in the way of me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you start yeah. to see that. Yes, and so Jesus helps me to. Or feel... you, or are you getting in the way of me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, be, and so, yeah. Christopher Ash in his book um, on Job says there's uh, he he says um, talks about the prosperity gospel, but he says and that 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 gospel often works really well in churches that are in third world countries, but you know in in a what do you what kind of gospel do you give people who are already wealthy? and materially prosperous. Well, they need a therapeutic gospel to make them feel good in their prosperity. (laughs) And that's really what Jesus then becomes is the means by which, yes, I, I get out of my own way. And Jesus reminds me of how, how great I am. And uh, so that way I can do those things or live up to my dream or whatever that is gives me purpose. Um, And so I don't, again, I don't need a divine savior to do that. Uh, I just, Jesus is just really good at it though. Yeah. It makes me feel so good about myself. And that's, it's easy for that kind of teaching to sneak its way into churches because like y'all have been talking about it, it, you can use the Bible to say those things. Yeah. Right. Um, like we were even talking about it uh, earlier when we were recording a podcast from the sermon this past Sunday of unto you, a child is born. Mm. Right. And like, that sounds like a really great message. Mm. But like, if you actually take the time to go through some context and other things like that, it's, oh man, this is actually kind of despairing and difficult mm. and hard. Um, but it's, it's easy to want to use the really positive parts of scripture to just teach a message that doesn't even have to be Christian. Right. It's like you said, it's just therapeutic, mm-hmm. you know, as long as it has a, what's that phrase, um, moralistic therapeutic deism. Mm-hmm. Like that's what yeah. a lot of like the teaching that would be happening maybe in these kind of churches that we've been talking mm. about. That's more that's more what it would be. They yeah. want something that is going to be moralistic. They want to learn good morals, mm. but it's mainly about making it therapeutic. It wants I want to feel better. Help mm-hmm. me with my everyday problems. Yeah. So long as there's still some kind of element that God exists out there somewhere. Yeah. The deism idea yeah. of and it's it's easy to do that with scripture. But sure. you just have to recognize it's no longer a Christian message. Right. It's just a religious one. Yeah. I think uh, there's that, the, I, don't, I think B.B. Warfield and then Michael Horton but has that phrase, but uh, Christless Christianity. Mm. And really that's what this, this uh, um, 
if you don't have a divine Christ, then really you have a Christless Christianity because what is Jesus then? He's a mere man, maybe a great man, maybe a, maybe a really special, godly, holy man. But if he's not the God man, um, like we confess that he was conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary, that, he, that the God man suffered under Pontius Pilate, that he was died, he buried, uh, you know, and uh, rose again for our salvation. This requires, this is why Christmas is so, is so important, is because it reminds us of, of this miracle, this distinctive teaching of God coming to dwell with us in human flesh. And this is clearly stated. I mean, Isaiah 9 was a great illustration, right? The child that's going to be born is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. That's who he is. And then eventually in the New Testament, we're clearly told Jesus in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm -hmm. Well, if you take, also as you mentioned, if you take away the divinity of Christ, then you take away his ability to forgive sins and to be mm-hmm. savior, to actually deal with yeah. mankind's who problem. can forgive sins, right? But God but alone, God alone. And so, like in Hebrews, uh, when the writer of Hebrews is writing, he talks about how the priests would go and make sacrifices for the forgiveness of sin into an earthly tent, right? That yeah. was made by hands. Right. That was a reflection of the of the heavenly places. But but man was just doing the best they could of what God had told them to do. They couldn't actually go to the heavenly places and deal with the problem of man. Man couldn't do mm-hmm. that. And so what happens? Well, that's where Jesus comes in the picture. Right. And it says how he entered not into the tabernacle made by hands, but in, into the heavenly places. Yeah. Well, who can do that? Only God himself can right. do that. Right. right. And then he sacrifices once and for all, it says, through through his him giving of him himself. Again, this is something that only God can do. It's a work that mm-hmm. only God can do. So if the conclusion is Jesus isn't God, then the then also we have no forgiveness of sins. That's the whole that's one of the big thrusts of yeah. Hebrews. And so if as an evangelical you're sitting there thinking, well, I don't think Jesus was fully God, well then your sins aren't dealt with. Right. You have a problem. Uh, unless you're right. gonna say that's not the problem. Right. Right. And if that's not the problem, then you're right. You mm-hmm. didn't need God to deal with your problem. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to say that the problem with man is his sin and his separation from God because of that and the need for justification, redemption, forgiveness of that sin, then the only way that can be done is through God, mm-hmm. of which the Bible places as that's Christ, as Jesus. Um, and so it just it just washes away, and that's then where you get to what yeah. we were talking about, the therapeutic um, thing. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's a, maybe... Maybe there's some other things we could talk about. About if you take the God out of Jesus, what do you lose in our faith? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we need to we need to change our worship, right? Because we have, and this was actually one of the things I think oh, with the uh, you know the, we talk about the Aryan controversy. That's not a reference to Nazi Germany, because mm-hmm. some people hear that and they see they think about the Aryan race or the Aryan Brotherhood. But we're talking about a guy named Arius who taught that Jesus was the greatest of creative beings, but he was not God. And um, one of the things I think that was brought up in that controversy was the church has always worshipped him as God, though. So either, you know, we need to change our worship, or either the church has always been wrong, because we've always addressed him as our, as co-equal with God the Father and the Holy Spirit as God or so we either need to change it or, or whatever. Um, so our worship would have to be totally different. Um, 
any number of things start to fall apart. Christianity is an interesting religion because you pull one pin yeah. and you think you've only adjusted one thing, but actually the whole thing falls apart or is adjusted to a completely different religion. Because again, we like what the solution is, is impacted by what's the problem. The answer is an answer to a question. Yeah. And Pray, I mean, prayer falls apart. Prayer falls because apart. we no longer have a mediator, right? Because the mediator had to be fully God and fully man in order for right. us to be able to approach God. Well, then we don't have that in Christ. So actually, I can't speak to God anymore. Right. So where do I go? Well, you have to. I think they would say, well, Jesus came to as a uh, he had a great God consciousness, and he would be able to teach us how to pray to God, to realize the relationship we all have. You know what I mean? Like that's the know, kind of that's the kind of message the New that Testament gets. tells us to pray through Him. Right. 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 And I can't do that. I can't right. pray through him. I'd have right. to do something different. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm Spencer, do you know, like, is this the exact phrase that they used in their survey? Do you know? This is the quote. I'm assuming this is the statement. Yeah. I think yeah. So. yeah. I mean, that just, I mean, because one thing you'd love to think about the people who were responding to this survey mm-hmm. is that it was a really tricky phrase. Mm-hmm. It right. was like a really like tough question sure. and you have to think about it or it's kind of like a trick question to right. get people to answer it wrong. But like, it's really discouraging if this is the exact phrase that's used. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I something I've wondered is, you know, like it's hard to talk about like who it is that's thinking this because like, as you've said, how do we define evangelical here like i mean who who's really affiliated with that and how's yeah. that being t- thought that's what about i wondered like are mormons evangelical is a jehovah's witness considered evangelical <clears throat> like a mormon might would probably say yes to this statement no no he is wouldn't. god yeah he's god right yeah he is god that's what i mean that's what i mean they would say that he's god he's right. a god yeah. Yes, yeah. yes yes he's yes. divine that's what i meant yeah, that's what yeah. I meant. yeah. Not, yeah. right but like you but know, like something. a jehovah's witness would say he's not god Jehovah's Witness believed Jesus was not. Right. Was not correct. God. So yeah. they, correct. Jehovah's Witness would say yes to this statement. Yeah. Um, I mean, I something I wonder is like, I wonder mm. what would our church say? Like mm. if we sent out a survey, you know, sure. similar. Sure. You know, like what would we what would we find in MNBC in mm. terms of people? What do they think? Mm-hmm. You know, I know what I hope they would think. Sure. About this. And I guess that's the other part is the need to to make sure that we're plainly and clearly teaching see and that's a good example though because we have 2200 members according to our roles and so if we did a survey and we polled 100 of our members right and it came back and it was like 75 percent of your church doesn't think jesus is god (laughs) like well who'd you poll well i polled 100 of your members Mm -hmm. right we would be saying Mm -hmm. i want to see who these members are though because there's a good chunk of them i have never seen before Right. I don't, they lit, did some of your polling go to Florida? Because we have some addresses in Florida mm-hmm. <laughs> or Arizona. Sure. You know, uh, but that's a good, uh, I think that's a good analogy of how the poll could be run, right? Is when you say, oh, you're evangelical. When's the last time you stepped in a church? Well, it's been like 25 years. Sure. I oh. mean, this, it okay. did say when I, uh, on a link, uh, you can see like the, how the data was collected. It was through an online poll. Like they didn't go to specific churches. Right. It was to like mm-hmm. anybody, whoever was mm-hmm. online at that time. Right. They might not have darkened the door of a church in 10 years. Right. You sure. know, or in 20 years. <clears throat> sure. But this is where their affiliation is too. Right. Yeah. And so like, it's really hard to know. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think that's a good, a good point to, to bring yeah. up because yeah. yeah, I would love if you, I, I would love to think, you know, if you pulled the people who've been here, 
consistently over the past five years or whatever, consistently over the past 10 years, that they would uh, resoundingly say, no, Jesus is fully God, fully man. We hear that in church all the time. This is what we believe. This is what we hold to. Because, uh, I mean, I've heard it preached numerous mm-hmm. times and said numerous times so that our church isn't teaching something different. Uh, and so, yeah. Anyways. No, I think that's... And I guess that's where it gets to is... Um, I think this is a good reminder, too, whenever it comes... Whether whether the... the uh, I'm going to specifically deal with religious questions and with the term evangelicals, whether that be for political polling purposes or a religious polling purpose right like this. Um, I think we need to be really careful with how we interpret data because I don't know that the term evangelical is the best way to map reality in what's going on the ground of American Christianity. Mm -hmm. And that's really the, that, and you can, that's what you're trying to get at with a survey or statistics is you're trying to do the best you can imperfectly, but the best you can to map out what reality looks like on the ground. Um, and I think that term has become it like in the past at the Reformation time, the word evangelical simply meant gospel people. And it was the Protestants, you know, it was Luther was, it wasn't evangelical uh, all like those guys would have been. But now there's a lot of people that are falling under this umbrella that I think the term has become so broad to the point to where it's become not so helpful anymore to help map reality on the ground um, so much. I think part of that, too, is because you don't really hear anybody call themselves an evangelical. Right. It's almost become a bad word It's now. become almost like a pejorative, yeah. Because of, like, of recent political yes, elections. Yeah. yeah. And so people get labeled yes. as one, and whoever's doing the labeling gets to define in that moment how they're defining it, in a yeah. sense. Yeah. So, I mean, that's part of the issue, too, mm. because I don't think that part of this survey was asking people, hey, what what are you? Are you an evangelical or are right, you not? Right. They were asking them like those four questions that, that sure. we did at the beginning of the series. And I mean, I'm assuming that that's how they've organized them as either an evangelical or not an evangelical. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, nobody really labels themselves that mm. um, these days, at least. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've talked about this for half an hour. So good job. Tim, do you have our, our going out Christmas music? I did. I did. You guys got me sidetracked talking about this other stuff. I don't know if it's going to work when I hit it because it might do an ad. Be- Hold on. Yeah. Give, me, give me a second. It might do an ad again. We, we have to have Christmas music. He's got the volume turned down. It's okay. Yeah, it's off. Yeah, give it a second. This is awesome. This is... We're so good at this. This is, this is a good recording. Okay, I'm going to hit play and see what happens. Okay, go ahead. It's playing. Are you trying to say you something about Spencer? Yes. <laughs> this, is, this is for Spencer. This is me today, right? Yeah, this today. Is me. A little grumpy today. That's okay. You know what? That's some it's days are like that. Drinking water, not coffee. I've had coffee today. I've had black coffee. I am. What's your other problem? I'm out of coffee at home. You can make some here. <laughs> you could make some here. <laughs> We love to laugh about yeah. that. <laughs> I went in the other. I went last week. I came in the office. I said, "Does Scott make coffee?" 
And Anna's like, I think she may have laughed or something, but then Dave's like, no, we've been using these cups, these little cup, these little yeah. cake cups now, and everything. And you left. You pouted and I left. I didn't make it. <laughs> we know you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, maybe I made a little cake cup. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> this is Scott's job, man. <laughs> when was the last time you made coffee, Tim? I make coffee never. every day in the office. I've every never day. made it in the office. Ever. You I've haven't? never made it. I may have made it once at home. I don't know how to yeah. make coffee. I don't do it. All right. All right. Uh-oh. We better get through this before the song ends. Cindy yeah, I don't know. This says this, this, this song is over five minutes long. Cindy Lou Who is about to come in. Is she? Scott knows this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> do you know who sings this song? No. Me neither. Guy's name Thurl. T-H-U-R-L. Ravenscroft. Thurl Ravenscroft. That's a cool name. A name everybody should know because they all know his song, but yet probably nobody knows his name. To the ice box. Oh, the they're talking about part of the part of the book. The who pudding. The roast beast. We should do that, that for a Christmas party. The gr- well, you're not coming the to the Christmas party. I'm that, coming that to the Christmas party. Mad at us today. I'm coming to the Christmas party. It's all right. Your team probably uh, lost okay. last year, and that's why you're not coming back this year. I don't think so. I think we may have won. My team won. Were you on my team? Isn't as long, if, hey, if you got your Bible back, you won. You're <laughs> I did, yeah. I am disappointed. The thing I'm disappointed about is the cowboy picture that I gave last year, and Rhonda got it. I don't hang it up? Well, I don't know if it's going to make its way back into the steal-a-gift thing. Well, you won't know. I won't know. You know? Oh, You'll never know. Maybe I'll just have my own Festivus party at my house no, the that's next probably, Friday. Exactly. That's your perfect party. My own party. <laughs> that's usually Pity me. Party. That's usually me you guys would be saying that about. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tables have turned. Tables have turned. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll, we'll wrap it up. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll go ahead and I'll fade it out here. Thanks for listening. Take care. God bless. <laughs>